Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Josh, or Jay Moskers. Welcome to the Dead Jester Productions podcast, episode 116. As always, joined by my co-host, Kyler Fate. Thank you for being here. Hello. Special guest this week, Darren Schaefer of the Cooper Vortex. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me on. Happy to have you on. Why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself? Well, I have spent the last four years wandering around the Cooper Vortex, as they call it. Um, I just sort of fell into the D.B. Cooper rabbit hole and got deeper and deeper into it. And it coincided with me starting this new job where I work completely by myself. So I was listening to 40 to 60 hours a week of podcasts and talk radio. And at the same time, I was reading all these books about D.B. Cooper. So I got on Apple Podcasts, typed in D.B. Cooper. There were, you know, like 40 different shows that had done an episode on D.B. Cooper, even by that point in time. So I started burning through them and it wasn't what I wanted. I wanted to hear like long form interviews with the people who were writing these books about Cooper, with the people who were arguing about it on these online forums all day long. So I just decided, well, I might as well create the show that I want to listen to. So I went out and did it. The Cooper Vortex. Check it out. Very nice. Why don't you, before we get into it, why don't you give like a very uh, general overview of who D.B. Cooper is for people who don't know? Well, I don't know who D.B. Cooper is either. So The story of D.B. Cooper, <laughs> I guess we'll say. Yeah, yeah. the story of D.B. <laughs> Cooper. So he only exists for about five hours. So November 24th, 1971, the day before Thanksgiving, a middle-aged man walks into the Portland International Airport. He buys a one-way ticket to Seattle, $20 cash. And the only identification you needed back then was the gate agent asked him his name. He said his name was Dan Cooper. Gate agent wrote that on the ticket. He is one of the last to board the plane, sits in the back. Shortly before takeoff, he hands a stewardess a note. She assumed it was just another businessman trying to hit on her, so she put it in her purse without looking at it. He grabs her uh, a second or two later because he notices that she didn't look at the note and says, Miss, you better have a look at that note. I have a bomb. He has a bomb in his briefcase, and in exchange for the souls aboard the plane and the plane itself, he would like $200,000 and four parachutes ready by the time they land in Seattle. The airline agrees to his demands. They land in Seattle. He gets his money and his parachutes. He lets the passengers off the plane. They never knew the plane was being hijacked. And then now he has some very specific flight instructions. He not only tells them where to fly to, he wants to go to Mexico City, but he tells them how to fly the plane. So he wants the plane to fly no higher than 10,000 feet, no faster than 200 miles an hour. He wants the landing gear down, the plane will remain unpressurized, and the wing flaps set to 15 degrees. He also wants to take off with the aft stairs down. And the pilots didn't know if the plane could even fly with the aft stairs down, so they call into air traffic control. They don't know either. They reach out to Boeing, and Boeing says, yes, we've tested it. In fact, that plane can fly with the aft stairs down. The pilots then still refused to take off with the stairs down. They said, in their opinion, it was too dangerous with a plane full of fuel. D.B. Cooper disagreed with them, but he said he would lower the stairs himself in the air. 
With his demands, the plane didn't have enough fuel to get to Mexico City, so they discussed a few different refueling stops, agree on Reno. The plane takes off from Seattle about 7.50 and uh, touches down in Reno about an hour and a half later, and D.B. Cooper is not on board. And that's the last uh, we've heard or seen of him. It's... So I didn't know about the Mexico City thing. I, I only looked at it at like a. I, I know he went like they uh, charted it back to Reno. I didn't know that that was a, a site like a Plan B sort of a, a decision. That's interesting. Yeah, Plan B. He uh, under the conditions he requested, the plane was burning through too much fuel, so they couldn't make it to Mexico. And they did discuss a few different places. I think like, San Francisco was brought up and Yuma. But uh, they agreed on Reno to refuel. It's really interesting that he has a specific like flight strategy as far as uh, how the plane is supposed to, to operate in the air. It's int- I don't know. It's kind of bizarre. Kyle, have you ever heard of really D.B. Cooper? Bizarre. No, but that sounds like a whole last episode from like SWAT or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was a, a small character in the TV show Prison Break. Oh, okay. I know. I know what you're talking about. I, I, I've watched. I think one episode of that. <laughs> I watched. I went to my cousin's house to stay one time, and uh, he's like, "I'm gonna get you hooked on a show." And we watched the first episode of Prison Break. And he's like, "So you're hooked, right?" I'm like, "Eh." <laughs> have you seen Twin Peaks? I have not. My uh, my parents are huge fans of that, so I do. I actually do have the the full collection, the movies and stuff. The lead character uh, is Dale Bal- Bartholomew. Cooper, so DB Cooper. Interesting. I'll have to, yeah, I'll, I'm. I'll have to ask my dad to get the the collection back from him because I will have to watch it at some point. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It, his name he didn't give his name as Dan B Cooper, right? Like that was like a uh, like a newscaster translation error or something. Right? Yes, it was. So there was a convicted felon in the Portland area whose name was DB Cooper. And mm. once they're on the ground, some police were went to investigate this person. You know, he probably didn't give his real name out. And yeah. this gentleman wasn't D.B. Cooper. D.B. <laughs> Cooper was not the hijacker. But uh, that, the media sort of mixed those two <laughs> things up and ended up reporting yeah. it as D.B. Cooper. And I think this is just my opinion, but I believe the FBI enjoyed that most people knew it as db because if you're writing into the fbi saying hey i'm db cooper and you'll never catch me they they know right away well the hijacker never gave his name as db he gave his name as dan cooper that's a good point yeah interesting yeah that would suck to be that poor guy getting like (laughs) all right we're just gonna go investigate him real quick since that's the name given and this poor guy's probably just sitting at home or something minding his own business wondering why police are breaking down his door yeah it was probably a scary night for him but after that i mean this guy basically became a folk hero in the pacific northwest right away because he didn't mm-hmm. physically hurt anyone you mm-hmm. know he took money from an airline how many the passengers people never have, knew what yeah. happened either right? no no one has sympathy yeah. for airlines so who cares that no. they got robbed yeah no and they recovered some of the money i believe right they found $5,800 aroundabouts on Tina Bar, which is on the shores of the Columbia 
but it's it's about 20 miles west of the flight path of the airplane. Mm-hmm. And with the wind at the time, Cooper would have been Cooper would have blown east from that flight path. So where the money is at, it just it doesn't make any sense. And that's the only money that was ever recovered. I've joked on the show that I almost wish that money was never found because it didn't answer any questions for us. It just brought new ones. How did the money get there? We we have no idea. It's it's interesting. Yeah. I, so I guess I'm going to I'm going to backtrack here. What was your first encounter with the the whole mythos of of DB Cooper and everything? It would have been when I was 9 or 10 years old watching a rerun of unsolved mysteries with my sister. Oh, okay. And just then we we lived in Portland at the time and so when the story comes out, you know, a man walks into the Portland International Airport and my yeah. sister and I are like, "Oh wow, that's right here." So it was just a local story, something that's talked about in the area quite a bit. So that's how I first came around to learning about DB Cooper. Yeah. I know. Uh, so I have a couple notes here, as well. I, I forget where I where I first saw, like, heard this story. It would have been something similar like that, like the unsolved mysteries. Um. So, uh, what is your? I'll ask you this first. What is your theory on on what actually happened to him and the money? Do you have a specific theory that you kind of fall into? I I believe he survived the jump. All the copycats oh, okay. survived their jumps. The conditions weren't that difficult. If you talk to a lot of parachutists or skydivers, they tend to be pretty cocky people, but they all believe, oh yeah, it's a totally doable jump. I've talked to Navy SEALs, smoke jumpers, PJs. They all believe the jump's possible. So I I totally believe he survived the jump. As far as who he was, I don't have any specific theory that I'm attached to. There are some suspects I like more than others. I think Wolfgang Gossett is very interesting. I think Ted Braden is very interesting. But I don't have a, a suspect or a theory that I'm I'm attached to. I'm I'm open to changing my mind on any of that too if you yeah. can show me some new evidence. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the the details I'd written down here where it says the FBI was skeptical about his odds of survival, saying that he lacked crucial skydiving skills and experience because uh, of the conditions of the jump. They said uh, nobody, no experienced parachutist would have jumped in the pitch black night in the rain with a 172-mile-per-hour wind in his face, wearing loafers and a trench coat. Uh, he also missed that his reserve parachute was only for training and had been sewn shut, something that a skilled skydiver would have checked. Uh, he also failed to bring or request a helmet. Chose to jump with an older and technically inferior of the two primary parachutes supplied to him and jumped into a probable 15-degree Fahrenheit wind at 10,000 feet in November without proper protection against the extreme wind chill. I had a skydiver tell me jokingly that you don't need to wear a helmet at all unless you need okay. a helmet. <laughs> but as far as the conditions are concerned... If he didn't want to jump at night in the rain, then hijacking a plane from Portland to Seattle around Thanksgiving is a terrible (laughs) idea because it's going to be dark and raining no matter what. 
So I definitely believe he chose to jump in those conditions. I think the date that he chose to jump was very specific. I think the time he chose to jump was specific. He hijacks the, or he boards the plane at 250. He knows it's going to take a few minutes to get parachutes and $200,000. So he knows that he's going to be jumping at night. Uh, In the Portland area, in late November, it gets dark starting at like four o'clock in the afternoon. So no matter what, he's going to be jumping at night. Uh, As far as him being uh, inexperienced, he knew more about the plane than the pilots and anyone else at the airport at SeaTac that day. And he knew the specific flight specifications that would help him to be able to jump out of a Boeing 727. So I don't believe he was inexperienced. I mean, if... If you don't have skydiving experience, why Mm. would you plan a daring crime where your only escape is skydiving at night in the rain? (laughs) I mean, probably just probably just to look cool, honestly. Well, he certainly (laughs) did that. I guess, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I don't know. It's it's super interesting. It's I can appreciate the fact that he did nothing to uh, affect anyone other than himself with the people having to to deal with his shenanigans. Yeah, there was one stewardess in particular, and she ended up sitting next to him for like three and a half hours. And she even lit his cigarettes for him. When the hijacking is over, one of the first things she says is that he was polite and never unkind. She mentions that he got impatient at one point with the fuel truck situation, um, but he was never cruel to her. And she said in the Rolling Stone article that came out about a year ago, year and a half ago, that the she wasn't traumatized by the event, but she was more bothered by people who just want to harass her and talk to her Hmm. after the fact. Because, you know, this is still unsolved 50 years later. Yeah. And you have, you know, people who want to put a picture in front of her. Hey, is this the guy? And, you know, after 50 years of that, I'm sure it gets old. Yeah. I was going to say, I was thinking too, like, if you're him, there's no reason to be rude to any of the people involved. It doesn't help in any way. No, he even went as far as he knew that that landing in Seattle was that plane's last stop and the flight Mm -hmm. crew would be done for the day. Time to go home, time to go to a hotel. And he actually ordered meals for the flight crew since they had to work longer than they had planned now, since they were going to Reno. So, I mean, he had enough consideration for the crew that he was concerned they might be hungry. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, because there's no way this would work. But, like, he's not winning over the crew, but at the same time, it's like, they're probably not that upset about it, other than their time wasted and having to be a part of it. Yeah, and I'm sure it's on like, some level they were thankful that he wasn't making a scene on the plane. Yeah. Because it could have gone real bad if everyone's screaming, there's a bomb on the plane, ah, we're all going to die. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you see in like heist movies, right? Where like uh, they get people to comply by handing them money. So those yeah. people are like, oh, I'm on your team now. Yeah, I don't care about the bank. I didn't before and I certainly don't now. 
Kyle, if you're uh, if you're in this scenario, do you assist this man with his hijacking, or do you just sit back and let it all happen? Sit back and let it happen, not get involved. Assuming you won't get in trouble in any scenario. I'm more worried about getting killed. Hmm. I don't know. It's a scenario I, never I suppose it makes sense. You, you probably shouldn't trust a hijacker. Why would you trust a guy <laughs> that's literally hijacking a fucking plane? That's, that's, that's a good point. You help him out, you do what he needs to do, and then he fucking disposes of you. Yeah. He doesn't hey, but he's polite about it. Yeah. Yeah, he can be polite until the very end until you put a bullet in my fucking head. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I'd I don't think I'd help him necessarily. I wouldn't I wouldn't cause any problems. I'd just disappear into the crowd, as they say. I've thought about it a lot. And if I could huh. if I could go back in time and be on that plane, I would I would just lean over and wink at him and be like, You're gonna get away with this dude. <laughs> and then go back and sit in my seat. <laughs> oh, this is like a time travel scenario? Yeah, it's a time oh, yeah, okay, I'm yeah. time traveling for sure in this scenario. Okay, yeah. You just go back, you have your smartphone on, you take a picture of him real quick, like, for posterity's sake. <laughs> then I could know who it was. I would I would yeah. die to And he'd that. have no idea that it's a cell phone. He'd have no idea what you're doing. You're just holding up this weird little box thing. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Speaking of, uh, of time travel, do you ever see any of those old photos, like from like decades, if not like a century or two ago, of people that they assume are time travelers because they're wearing like odd clothing and stuff. Yeah, I've seen one or two of those. I'm trying to see if I can find the one. There's one in particular where the guy is wearing a, like a, I don't know if it's University of Michigan sweatshirt or something. Ah, what is this? 1941 in British Columbia. I can't think of uh, what the shirt is from. I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Is that what is the? Uh, oh shit! What's the, the director's name? The with that had the Hitler's mustache. Oh my god! I'm dumb. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Chaplin. Chaplin. That's what I was trying to think of. Uh, there's like a, a film he had made where somebody looks like they're on a cell phone walking in the background at one point. Uh, and uh, I don't know, stuff like that's always super interesting to me. You guys are pretty not careless pers- time traveler to be using your cell phone. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do on it, anyways? For sure. I don't I don't think there is time travel. But uh, at the same time, it's super interesting to me because it's like, well, what were they doing? <laughs> like, what, what was that person doing? Yeah, I have, I have it here. What is it? Yeah, it's uh, just a person. Like, it. The, the video is just people walking down the street and this random person comes walking out and they have a like a it looks like a cell phone in their hand. It's really bizarre. I don't know. Stuff like that's always been super interesting, but like unbelievable in the most literal sense. We're just like, ah, I wish it were true, but it's not because I, I find it impossible to believe that. Like you said, someone would be going back in time with a cell phone, walking around in public in front of obvious cameras. <laughs> yeah, know. not to mention there weren't too many cell towers back then. No, it wouldn't work. 
Unless they have like a futuristic cell phone that works through time since they have time travel. That seems almost more ridiculous than the time travel itself. <laughs> I don't know. Is there any quote unquote conspiracy theories that you have you think are at least possible, maybe? Birds aren't real. Oh my god, I've brought that up on the show before. That's the most common. <laughs> no, I there aren't too many <laughs> conspiracy theories i mean the jfk assassination it seems like there's some shenanigans going on there for sure yeah but i'm more there's more to it for sure oh yeah i'm more intrigued by heists or um, the max headroom signal interruption i find that very interesting because it's sort of the the industries i've worked in the isabella stewart gardner art museum heist that kind of stuff you know if you know, someone tells me the moon landing was faked. I can, I can get on Google and then, you know, an hour later be confident in, you know what? I actually think it was real. Yeah. I don't, but like max headroom, I, I, I can't do enough Googling to come up with any sort of answer on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I don't, Kyle, have we ever said, have we ever figured out any that we thought were, like, possible? The only one that I know is the 9-11 one. That's the one I believe is real. The other ones I don't really care about, especially the one with the queen that you went on a fucking, like, half-hour rant about. Oh, how, how she's, like, a satanic cannibal or something. Yeah. <laughs> or the ALS bucket challenge or whatever the fuck that one was about. That's a satanic ritual. Yeah, that was the one that we did. We've, we've done this uh, a number of times where I just come up with, uh, I just find these absolutely lunatic conspiracy theories and i present them as though they're completely factual it's a good it's a good time for me (laughs) yeah well the queen uh, probably is a cannibal it's how else are you gonna live that long Uh, satanist though you can look Uh, into satanism She's 95 years old. That's that's really okay. A lot of people lived that old. Yeah, I thought she was older than that. <laughs> There's a monk that I saw that's 104. I think 114, or maybe it's 106. There are some people that are are super old. He's older and shit. Know. Doesn't he? It looks like a walking fucking zombie. <laughs> I don't know if uh, Darren, are you still there? You cut out briefly. That's why I was. Yeah, I'm still. Oh, okay, okay. Out. Sorry, you're like mid mid word. You like cut out for me. So I was like, all right, I'll I'll start talking here. <laughs> Apologize if I was talking over you. Yeah, uh, you were mentioning like Satanism, like Satan, uh, like Satan worshippers. What were you? Yeah, I mean, you can look that up. Whenever it mm-hmm. delves into, you know, they're eating children or doing these sacrificial right. rituals in the woods. That doesn't really exist. Satanism no. is just a a tool to mock Christians. Yeah, I. Do you ever see uh, uh, people bring up like uh, complaints about like churches paying taxes and stuff, and uh, they'll give them a hard time, and it's like, well, we actually pay our taxes. It's like they're they're it's them, like you said, like mocking religion and uh, and the uh, shenanigans that goes on with with that at times. It's interesting. oh yeah, I fully support that. That being said, we had uh, the next town over. We were they had some 
like downtown festival going on at one point, like some uh, like Renaissance fair style thing, and uh, like art art st- art Renaissance, not a uh, knights in armor and stuff. <laughs> but they, uh, we were walking down like one of the side roads, and it was like a, it looked like a like a college uh, like housing, and in the one window they're like, "Welcome to the Church of Satan. Come on in, grab some pamphlets." And we're just like, "Nah." Nah, we're good. <laughs> oh, you coward. I was there with like my family, my little brother, nah, who was like sense. four at the time. <laughs> I don't need to be hanging around a bunch of drunk college kids talking about Satan. <clears throat> it sounds like it'd be a fun time, though, especially if they're drunk. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You yes. still have a chance to join. They're not there anymore. I had gone back. Not terribly long ago, uh, and uh, yeah, they weren't there. You Not to, I didn't go back to stop in. To move. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, they're like they're onto us. We got to move. <laughs> got to switch locations <laughs> to a different part of town. It's like one block away, or house on the opposite side of the street. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, there's a lot of interesting conspiracy theories as far as like it's entertaining. There's very few that I'm like, oh, this is this has a lot of merit going for it. Like the flat earth thing is just bizarre to me. Like it, the best part of that is that when they made up, I forget what the documentary is called, where they prove themselves wrong in their own documentary and are baffled by it. Oh, is that the one where they shot a laser like seven and a half miles to see if the earth curved? Yeah, they had, uh, they're holding up these, uh, I don't know if it was boards or what, but they had like circles in them and they shined a light through it. And they're like, all right, now theoretically, if like they, I think they're holding it like exactly six feet off the ground or something, and like theoretically, if the Earth was curved, and he holds his up at exactly six feet, the light won't be he won't be able to see it shining through. And they hold it up and they're like, huh, can't see anything. Hold it up a little bit higher, and he holds it up and immediately you see the light. And he's like, well, ain't that the darnest thing? <laughs> they're like blown away by this revelation that the Earth is in fact curved. Then they proceed to just go on some tangent about. Well, this is just a mistake on our part. Like, clearly, it was just the Earth is still flat, but you know, the, the it was our method that was flawed. It's like, oh my god. The more people the, needed to keep the conspiracy secret, the more mm-hmm. ridiculous it is. So, Exa- like yeah. for flat Earth, you need a lot of people to be in on the secret. Yeah. Anyone that's ever flown in a plane uh, <laughs> lives <laughs> on a tall hill. <laughs> Yeah, it's it is ins- that and like, I, I'm I think I'm right when I say this when they they think there's like a an ice wall that circ that encapsulates the the Earth, right? I think, I think there's a- different theories on flat Earth. There's like dome flat Earth, or like island flat Earth where you actually fall off the edge. Okay, you're probably right. Yeah, there's oh modern flat Earthers. Here we go. Yeah, it's uh. Okay, you know, this is going to be too detailed, so I'm not going to dive into this. But, yeah, it's it's just absurd. It's absolutely absurd where it's just like the the leaps and bounds you have to make for any of it to, to make sense is just bizarre. The one I've seen the most of in, like, recently is the, the Earth being flat. Like, Antarctica is, uh, I guess they have the Antarctica as the center here. The map's kind of weird. Yeah, it's you have like a the Arctic in the center, 
everything like sort of sprawls out around that and then you have a giant ice ball around the rest of the the circular earth it's got to be the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> and i've heard some dumb shit in my life yeah it's i think what happens was with some of these is they start out as like memes online a couple people grab onto it and then everyone like grabs onto it as a meme right but then there's a few people taking it seriously and then because it's a meme, these people are taking it seriously. They're like, oh my God, all these people believe me. They they know. Everyone believes this now. It's like, no, 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 no. This is a joke to 99.999% of the people involved. You're just not getting that it's a joke. I don't know. That's why I like the uh, the birds aren't real. It's a, that's a great one. I, like <laughs> I support what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's... We need to come up with a conspiracy theory, Kyle, that we can push. That way people can trace it back to our podcast and make us famous. Oh, God. That's the not Earth a bad real. idea. <laughs> we have to make it the most bizarre fucking thing, too. Yeah, it's like, it's not flat Earth, it's concave Earth. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it has to be believable enough that some people buy into it. And funny enough that a lot of people will get in on the joke. That's where the that's where the difficulty lies. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's interesting. There's a lot of fun little conspiracies out there. Uh, I wanted to switching gears here. I had a I don't know if I'm gonna switch to uh, listener AMAs. Little questions we got from uh, from people here. Uh, one of them. Was what was the coolest toy you had as a kid? I'll let, uh, I'll let Kyle go first here. What was and the coolest toy? Think. Like your favorite toy that you had as a kid? Uh, go see. I'm just gonna go off what my mom tells me because my mom, <laughs> she tells me the same fucking thing every time. Apparently, I was obsessed with Matchbox cars. Oh, I had a lot of those. Like, like Matchbox, like Hot Wheels, or are, you, are yeah. you considering them the same thing? Okay. Yeah. Like, I I always went to bed with three things. A baseball, (laughs) a golf ball, and a fucking matchbox car. What the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) I don't know, dude. I think your parents are like, yeah, these go together. Let's let's just put them in his bed, too. Well, one, the baseball. I was a baseball feed my entire childhood. So, like, I can understand. The golf ball, I think it's because I just like hitting golf balls. Like, Mm. I was in the golf, and I have no idea why I was always like obsessed with a matchbox car like at all i had a ton of i had a ton of those cars growing up yeah so did i that and hess Mm -hmm. trucks we had a a handful of those uh i remember they had like a space shuttle hess truck they had like a helicopter one little like a uh bi-wing airplane that they had that the wings like folded in and out that was cool like a fire truck one my uh, my girlfriend's dad collected them every year. He had I don't know how many, however many came out until what two or three years ago. Uh, he had every single one. I was like, damn, that's uh, good for him. What a cool guy. Yeah, I was like, cool, cool. I had uh, I have like six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Darren, what was your uh, what was your favorite coolest toy when you were a kid? Ghostbusters toys. I had the firehouse. I had the proton pack. Oh damn! 
Yeah. Oh, you had the, like, the actual like ghosts. life-size proton pack? I had the the one that was based on the cartoon. It was just a, a plastic backpack with a rubber ho- a yellow rubber hose and a plastic wand that made a noise. Vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> was it like, was it blue? Was yeah. This... Oh, okay, I'm looking at it now then. All right. Nice. Nice. I never had a, did not... I was never super into Ghostbusters. I don't know why. I thought that I disliked it. I, I enjoyed the movie. But I don't know. I never got super into like the toys. I don't know. Oh, I was way into it. I even actually recently they did a a, a re-release of the Ghostbusters Ecto-1. And I, I pre-ordered it. It's on my <laughs> shelf behind me. It's amazing. <laughs> nice. I don't. I was thinking about this the other day when I, I got I was looking at some of these uh, questions. I don't know if this counts, but like I. I loved like my Nerf guns growing up. They were so much fun. Oh, I had a shit ton of those too. We had a uh, whenever we had like family get-togethers, like my cousins would come up to visit and stuff, and we would have all these Nerf battles and stuff. We had like the uh, we had the Nerf uh, like rocket launcher, <laughs> which didn't hurt for the most part, but if you're close enough, it can really and you get hit in the face, it could do some damage. Like that was a ton of fun. We had like the pistols, a little like. Uh, semi-auto assault rifle like uh it was like a revolving like assault rifle sort of thing that was cool nowadays they're crazy they have like fully auto like lmg nerf guns and stuff oh yeah i had one of those oh, i did not have that i think it was yeah, i, I, think it I was grew out of it by the time they came out right, now i gotta look this up it was a chain fed gun yeah that's what i'm thinking of yeah yeah stuff like that i'm, I'm hoping my little brother gets into it and i'll be like yeah let me get involved <laughs> <laughs> yeah the nerf guns were the best though i loved i loved uh running around with those and playing with those i don't know I'm, I'm trying to think of other cool toys i had as a kid though for me i i just always had like i would go to the store with, like i spent a lot of time with my grandfather when i was super little because my mom would be working a lot and uh he would go out and i would just see like a cool action figure i wouldn't care about like what like a uh, media property it belonged to I would just be like, oh, that looks like a cool character. And I'd have like all these odds and ends characters that didn't mesh together at all. And I would just do that thing where like they're just, I'm just fighting them, you know? I'm like, all right, these guys are in this army. These guys are in this army. They're all going to fight. And I'd just be sitting on the stairs at my grandfather's smashing action figures together. <laughs> Batman versus the Terminator kind of stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I was like, all right, here's Shredder from the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. And he's fighting, I don't know, Superman. <laughs> And it's a fair fight, but don't worry. Superman has the Joker on his side or whatever. I don't remember what, what toys they had, but yeah, it was like that. Where it's like, this this doesn't make any sense, but it's just based on who I think looks cool. Oh, man. Speaking of fighting, another question here. If all of the serial mascots were to fight each other, which one would win? Hmm. Well, Tony is a tiger. That yeah, I was about to That's say Tony is a tiger. He's going to win. Him or uh, yeah. Captain Captain Crunch? Captain Crunch, but he's just a, a a short little captain. Yeah, don't mean shit. <laughs> Have faith. In I the think he's guy. gonna get torn apart by a tiger. Nah. <laughs> yeah, my money's on Tony. Uh, what is uh, what's the uh, Booberry? You know what I'm talking about the Booberry cereal. Oh Jesus, we're gonna get into. I don't know what that character's called though. Fucking cereals. That's, is that off brand? 
I classify those as really off brand. All those yeah. that whatever they're like all the same type of tech uh, artwork on the box. The yeah, cereal. And- Booberry is actually not what I was thinking of. I don't. Oh no, it is. It is. Yeah. You got Booberry, Frankenberry, Count Chocula. Yeah, I, I don't like any of those cereals. <laughs> I feel like Booberry wins because he's a ghost. Can't hurt him. Yeah, but he can't do anything. It'd just be a draw. What's he going to do? It would be the most boring fight ever. Yeah, but he can't die either. Eventually, Tony the Tiger's going to starve. Oh, here we go. I got got a number of uh, uh, cereal mascots. Tony the Tiger. Uh, Snap, crackle, pop. Aren't they the tiny little elves? I feel like they're going to get crushed immediately on accident or something. They got Toucan Sam. You got Lucky from... Uh, Lucky the uh, Leprechaun from Lucky Charms. He got he's got some magical abilities, right? Sure. Uh, you got the the bee from Honey Nut Cheerios. You got Sugar Bear from Sugar. Sm- oh no, I'm thinking of Honey Smacks. Yeah, the Honey Smacks, which is just a frog. Uh, man, what else we got here? The bee. Yeah, I'm thinking Cheerios. Tony the Tiger's got this in the bag for the most part. Uh. Buzz B is his name. Interesting. Diggum Frog. What a name for the Honey Smacks Frog. What about the Quaker oh, Oats guy? I bet he's a badass. <laughs> he just has like a musket. <laughs> I mean, he probably could kill Tony. Yeah, isn't... <laughs> hey, you're going to make me look up cereal brands so I can really... I don't know. You got a Sunny the Cuckoo? The Cuckoo Puffs? Cocoa Puffs mascot? I feel like he's just an insane person. Oh, you got the Trix Rabbit. He always escapes somehow. Right? Oh, God. Captain Horatio Magellan Crunch is Captain Crunch's full name. Oh, jeez. Who knew? Oh, Quisp? The Quisp guy? I guess his name is just Quisp. Have you ever had Quisp cereal? No. It's actually pretty good. I've, I haven't seen that in stores in years, though. He's an alien with a propeller beanie on his head. Uh, yeah, Count Chocula, yeah, the Frankenberry, Booberry, Lucky Leprechaun, yeah. Uh, oh, the Mini from Frosted Mini Wheats. I feel like that doesn't fare very well. No. <laughs> See, now I want to go get a fucking box of oh, tricks and eat it. Got got a winner. I've got a winner. Uh, Sunny, the Raisin Bran mascot. He's literally the sun. That's true. <laughs> Definitely wins. I was going to say Kellogg's C3PO's. <laughs> The mascot Cornelius. is the sun. Yeah. Cornelius Corny Rooster, the cornflakes mascot. Oh, Fred Flintstone from Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, I don't think any of these guys are beating the sun, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling it calling it a win for the sun. There you go, listener. We've we've answered it. Uh, this is, oh, okay. This is a different direction. Have you ever been stuck in an unbelievable rut? Perhaps one... Tying together familial work and love interest relationships. Guess I'm asking about the snowball effect. Stopping it and getting momentum back in the other direction. That's a deep question. I guess what he's really asking is, how do you get out of a really big rut? He or she or them. The listener is asking this. Get to work. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Get to the gym. (laughs) Stop drinking. And... Get to work, whatever. I like whatever that way. Since this person is drinking themselves <laughs> into like a, a rut, <laughs> they are. 
stop drinking. <laughs> it's doing damage on multiple levels. It's making you lazy. You need to get to work. Get up off the couch. Turn this show off right now and get to work. I, I'm waiting to find out. I want to get like a follow-up to this question where this person uh, points out, it's like, actually, it wasn't a drinking thing. I was in a car accident, which crippled me. And because of that, everyone in my family abandoned me because they didn't want to have to put up with me and my being crippled. And so because of that, I've been depressed and I can't get work because I'm disabled. Well, if that's the case, I apologize. (laughs) I apologize and you can send your angry emails to Josh and Kyle. (laughs) This is correct, yes. I'll just tell Josh at deadjustproductions.live. I already got problems with my own. Don't add on to mine. Kyle, uh, Kyle, what do you have? What answer do you have? I'm terrible with life advice. I always, You're like, drink more. <laughs> I always tell myself it is what it is and move on. Start with the start with the little things, you know, like just clean up around the around your house, around your place. Uh, I would re- I'd recommend reading the book Getting Things Done by David Allen. I would also recommend. I believe the book is called Get It Done by Sam Bennett. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the name of that book, but both of those are awesome. Read those books. Get to work. Yeah. You just set small goals for yourself first. You accomplish those. Increase the uh, the difficulty or size of the goals. You know, Like I said, cleaning is always good because it's a nice, easy first step. It's like, all right, I need to clean out the fridge. Boom, easy, done. Now I got to take out this trash. Boom, easy, done. Get inside, clean out like a closet or, you know, like a... A whole room then maybe or something and then uh, what project do i need to do do i need something to do for work you know whatever just keep working your way up that way everything else will kind of fall in the fall in the line for you if you're looking for life advice from us you're already in a bad spot so don't get life advice from us we're dummies i don't know if i should be flattered that they're coming they they respect (laughs) us enough to ask these questions or if our audience is in such bad shape that they're coming to us asking these questions. <laughs> if they've listened to three like previous episodes, our minds are not in the right spot what-so-fucking-ever. So asking that kind of question seems like a really trolly thing. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, back to our like episodes when, you know, a certain someone was in a freak accident and about 10 minutes later, the jokes just started pouring in. Yeah. To be fair, a lot of those were coming from the chat. That was our one live episode that we did. Yeah, but we went along with it. I thought it was. Yeah. Fun. I I will say, in all seriousness, I feel like I'm I'm the one usually playing like the the straight man role on these shows. You know, it's like all right, well, I'm, I'm like let's bring it down to down to earth for a minute here, give him an honest answer. And yeah, I feel like at the same time, I'm also the one that goes off the rails the most. I don't know. Anyway, there you have it. Those are our answers. Uh. <laughs> the real answer is <laughs> seek actual help don't ask a, a, a couple of guys on the podcast <laughs> I'm sorry I just scrolled down <laughs> this question it says which of the seven wonders of the world would you punch and why would it be Christ the Redeemer <laughs> what is this question that person has priorities <laughs> what, what, what an interesting question uh, right, I'll, I'm going to list the seven wonders of the world for you here you got uh, the Great Pyramid of Giza. You've got the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Uh, Colossus of Rhodes. Lighthouse of Alexandria. Temple of Artemis. Statue of Zeus at Olympia. What? Wait, what? 
Oh, this is the, okay. Here, hold on, hold on. These are the old ones. Great Wall of China, uh, Chichen Itza, which is a Mayan city. You got Petra, Jordan, uh, Machu Picchu, Christ the Redeemer. You got the Colosseum, Taj Mahal. Just set them all on fire. I don't care. Oh, you have to punch them. You don't get to. Well, I'll punch all of them. I, I... Okay. <laughs> this is such a dumb question. <laughs> I think he's right, though. It is Christ the Redeemer because that one is the only one that's funny to punch. It is. It is funny. <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't know why. I just. It really cracked me up when I read it because I. I had. Uh, I didn't read through all. Some of these are, are just so dumb that I'm just like, this is not worth answering. But that one, I just. I, I just cracked up immediately. Just, I love the the uh, the image in my head now of, of somebody walking up to Christ the Redeemer, just like. Just punching it right in the foot. <laughs> I don't know. That's. It, I don't get to see who uh, submitted these, so that's, that's unfortunate. But I appreciate whoever did. Um, thank you, thank you for that question because that is that is funny. Are any of the hosts going to stream on Twitch more often? Uh, I've been I streaming stream fairly like frequently. Every day. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, these uh these questions have have been backed up for about a month now. Oh Jesus. So, yeah. Yeah, we've been streaming pretty often. I have no plans uh, to stream. <laughs> no plans to stream. Have you ever thought about doing a, like a live show for your show? No, I haven't. Maybe not in person, but just, you know what I'm saying? I've done most of my interviews for my show in person. But right. I wouldn't, I don't think I would do a live show. There's just, I don't see a reason to. I'm talking about something that happened 50 years ago. There's no need for it to be live. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Here. Uh, pros and cons of being in long-term relationship versus being single and dating. I'll let one of you two. Did you say go pros first. and cons? Yeah, pros and cons of being uh, in a relationship or being single and dating. So. Okay. Which, uh, like, what are the pros and cons of each? I guess they're asking for, for the each well, of us. I, I could give the single and dating one. You could give the long-term relationship one. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, we'll let Darren go first, then, since uh, he's unknown. I think it's a he's stupid done. question because <laughs> I don't know what kind Someone's of person you around. are. I don't care. I mean, I don't know who you're dating if the relationship is good or bad are we talking about two people who are employed who have no kids are we talking about a situation where there's children here i have no idea next I, question I'm so we have you on for this show <laughs> we don't always do the the listener questions i love that your your take on these is just shit on the, the person asking the question every time next question this is good uh in my mind i, I don't know there's pros for both uh i uh I can I can definitely see the the pros of, of both. It's like if your if your preference is to to just kind of not have to deal with the commitment, yeah, fair enough. Uh, but if you like the stability and having like the resources available to you, knowing that person's gonna back you up, it's good to be in a relationship. Kyle, Kyle, a lot of pros. I I think there's more pros and cons of being single and dating. Well. You know, you're by yourself. You don't have to worry about someone nagging you constantly about dumb shit. You can do whatever the fuck you want within reason. 
and dating you just go have fun for a little bit and then voila that's it you don't have to stay committed you can focus on yourself a lot i mean i do want a girlfriend but like at the same time do i really want to commit myself no i don't <laughs> i'm terrible at commitment sometimes and if i'm not interested i'm i'm just not gonna talk to you like the entire day it's huh? It's, it's just a day long process. Like you text me in the morning. Like I've done it to you at times. Like you'll text me in the morning mm-hmm. about a question. I'll look at it. I'll see it. I'll be in the middle of watching a video. Completely forget that you texted me. I'll look at my phone at like noon. See that you texted me. Look at it. Put my phone in my pocket. Go on with my day. And then I'll reply to you at like five, five in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I By that, that time, with- I've already cu- I've already killed myself. Like, <laughs> Everyone hates me. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dead Productions is now a street gang. Uh, we're the founders. What's the process of initiation for the gang? Killing your grandma. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's better than the old initiation. That was having sex with your grandma. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Top that one, wow. Josh. <laughs> Performing a resurrection ceremony on on your grandmother, <laughs> so you can kill her again. <laughs> Jesus, oh man, uh, can both of you give us your single best tip on how to succeed in life as an idiot? Like Do Darren dumb shit every time. day. Oh, okay. Do dumb shit every day. How to succeed as an idiot? I don't yeah. know. I'm a loser doing a niche podcast about D.B. Cooper. Uh, so I don't have any secrets to success because I haven't found any. Uh, for me, it's work way <laughs> too many hours. Um, work way too many hours and That's just save money. That doesn't like you and uses you yeah. and then has stupid standards with stupid yeah. workers. You're hitting, yeah, you're hitting every, every number here, right? every nail right on the head. Yeah. Even at my previous job, I worked like so many hours. I remember what was it the that one stretch from like January through April, I was working like ninety hours a week. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't work those long hours anymore. I, it, it, I couldn't tell you the last time I worked like a seventy-hour week. Hmm. Yeah, just mindlessly work a ton of hours of overtime and save that money up. No, That's the all government to, takes it all from you. No, just get paid in cash under the table. That's all you got to do. And then don't admit to getting paid under the table. That's the crucial <laughs> part of this. <laughs> oh, man. What are your plans if a host dies? Would you recruit another one or end it? We are in our fucking 20s, bud. I mean, obviously, I would just get a different person to do it. If I died, Josh would replace me. If Josh died, the... It would be, be a over. podcast more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, it's like, what happens if Kyle dies? <laughs> Answer is I replace him. Uh, I'd be sad about it, but I, I'd replace him. Well, I mean, if he does die... Well, if there's a death in the show, hit me up. Yeah, well, okay, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, they're not uh, completely honest. This is not something I've thought about, and uh, but now that I'm sitting here, it's like, there absolutely is like a hierarchy of people I'd reach out to. At this, I would absolutely reach out to like Klaus, for sure. I'd be like, "Do you want to? Do you want to just come on?" You got. I'm sure he'd be like, "Yeah, sure, man, I'll come on." He just he just sit there high the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's him, like Marlon Hugh. I'd probably reach out to. I'd, 
some of my favorite recurring guests. Uh, I reach out to some of the people I chat with on Twitch a lot. I might ask like Poppy. Uh, yeah, he's a Darren very, seems interested. Very loyal viewer. Poppy's a great guy. He stops by every stream. I chatted up with him. I don't have that. The only person that stops in is you. When I'm available, yeah. yeah. I feel bad. A lot of times I see, I get the notification that you're streaming. I'm like, I just, I'm not available. <laughs> I need to get more people on uh, Twitter. I need to start. I just need to spam follow people. <laughs> yeah, and the, on the inverse, if I die, it's just over because no one has that. <laughs> no one has access to any of the stuff. No one can edit or like change the website, the social media channels. Uh, nobody has access to any of the files or anything like that. It's just over. Yeah, I, I know nothing about anything, and I'm sure Lindsay's not going to give me shit because she probably doesn't know anything. No. <laughs> so no. she wouldn't know how to anyway. Yeah, if I gave the go ahead, it wouldn't matter. Just I, it's not happening. I just happen. be streaming, I guess. At that point, it's yeah, about all I can do. Yeah, you, with, with your luck, you'd stream under the Dead Just Productions banner and get copyright claimed. Yeah. You'd get auto copyright claimed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't that definitely <laughs> sounds about right. That's yeah. Uh oh. Oh, interesting. What? Oh, okay. Would you rather be enslaved and watch the world prosper or be free and witness the end of mankind? Be free and witness the end of mankind, because it's already happening. Yeah, I'll be at that party with Kyle. <laughs> yeah. I think so too. We'll be chilling. I guess it depends bag. on what their their version of enslaved is, but I don't think there's any good version of that. Being slave, the only good enslaved is a sex slave, but you got to realize you might be <laughs> wrong hands. You might be in the receiving end of that. And that's not good. You're on an island with a bunch of like politicians from the United States and one of their friends that quote unquote kills himself in prison. Yeah. Uh. If you had a major breakup where you thought of suicide, what advice would you have on letting go of someone you don't want to let go of so badly? The fucking suicide hotline. Stop asking us that question. Uh, Damn. If, if you could have your partner receive any superpower to use during sex, what would it be? What? Well, That's a good question. Super strength to kill me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I know the answer to this. I'll let you go because I'm thinking about this. You want that change, the blue changing girl from X Men? Oh. Uh, Mystique, right? Mystique, yes. Oh, yeah. Last girl. What that, the fuck that is, is her name? That's a great answer. From the Incredibles. <laughs> because you could do oh, some realistic <laughs> role play. You could, yeah. No, that's that's actually a great answer. I didn't even think of that. I want the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> It's just not going well because you can tell because she's slowly turning green. <laughs> like, oh shit. Oh shit. And you get nervous and things get even worse. And she just turns greener. Like, oh man. <laughs> I guess it's time to die. Oh man. I have no idea. You you picked a great answer with the mystique. I I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, what if she did what if they had like a uh the blue guy that can like teleport in uh, X Men, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Nightcrawler. No, Nightcrawler, yeah, where he's like just have that where she's just constantly teleporting around, so you're getting full usage of everything. Hmm. I don't know. 
I, I was just I was trying to think of something other than Mystique because that's the absolute. I think it's the perfect answer. Uh, what with all of your experiences that you've had with your internet career, what experience do you find to be the most memorable? Hmm. Hmm. Hitting five hundred followers on Mixer, even though Mixer's not a fucking thing anymore, <laughs> and I'm sad. For me, it would probably be reading, reading my name and my show's name in, in a handful of news articles. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, getting partner on Twitch was pretty awesome. Uh, being partnered on YouTube is pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Th- those are our two high points. I think just the the fact that we had a community uh, and have people that l- listen is, is pretty awesome. It's the best part. I appreciate the people that stop back and, and chat in the Twitch streams and the people that write in absolutely retarded questions for us to answer on the show. Uh, speaking, speaking of retarded questions, oh this is a longer one. I'm talking to someone I work with. We just started being friends. I like her. Really want to fuck her. But she's like in this state of not wanting to fuck anyone. What's the right approach? Currently, I've just been trying to talk to her as much as possible. Sex and stuff isn't much of a discussion with her. She's pretty open about stuff like this, but I know that's not an, op- an invitation because I know her friends. What? Oh, okay. So I told her that I don't think we should talk about stuff like that if we we're just trying to be friends, but it comes up every now and then. I still don't want to believe that just because she is flirting or talking about sex that she wants to fuck me. Am I doing the right thing? No, just, you're not. Just, I'm just take your shot. Does he just want to fucking shot, bro. dump her? Does he want to actually be with this chick? Here's what know. he needs to do. That was a long silence. <laughs> yeah. That whole thing is literally two sentences. No Here's what he's got to do. He's got to start dating Ariana Grande right now. Yeah. And as soon here, as he basically. does that, it will make all the other they break up. All that's the other chicks jealous. Yeah. Yeah. So that's his answer. Day Ariana Grande. Next question. Fun fact: Her name is not Grande; it's Grandy. People don't know that though. It's been mispronounced the entire time. Yeah, she's all right. That's fine. Yeah, just go for it though. Just go for it. You don't lose out anything. If it doesn't work out, it's whatever. Move on. There's plenty of people. Kyle, your thoughts? And hear what he said. Uh, I don't really have thoughts about it. Hmm. Okay. We get this question a lot, and I I avoid it a lot. Are you going to do a drinking episode? No, I don't drink. I do, but do I want to be on the podcast while I'm drunk? No, because I will say some dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm drinking a Kona Big Wave Golden Ale right now. Nice. I'm currently drinking a, uh, a Hershey's chocolate syrup and milk mixture, which is known as chocolate milk. I'm currently How drinking- old are you? Minute made watermelon punch. I'm 28 years old and I, I, I drink chocolate milk and water. And I, I don't I only drink chocolate milk when we record the podcast. Other than that, I, I drink nothing but water. I just need something sweet to kind of go down easy while I'm, I'm, I'm recording the show. Yeah. Interesting choice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I've been on a health kick for the last like year and a half, two years. You're, you've been on a health kick. So that's why you drink chocolate milk. Yeah. Yeah, I drink, I drink chocolate milk like twice a month. 
I just like it. Yeah, no excuse. I just like it. And it's my uh, it's the one thing I, I get I let myself have other than other than water. Well, I think that's unforgivable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll leave it that then. <laughs> Interesting. Uh should you buy a house before you have kids? I'm in my head. I misread that. Should you buy a house before you buy kids? But it's should you buy a house before you have kids? I'm currently 21 and doing pretty well financially, and I'm in a loving relationship with my beautiful girlfriend. Down. Yes, buy the house. Don't uh, put the house in her name, but buy the yes. house. Uh, okay, I'm not going to dox you. He says where he lives. Uh, the real estate market's in is bonkers. So we're looking to buy a condo house in. Okay, another area. I'm not going to dox him. Within 18, four, 18 to 24 months, we'd also like a kid within the same timeline. She's currently on the birth control shot and is looking to get off sooner than later. Uh, <laughs> in parentheses, he goes, I'm an alpha, so oh, never use condoms, yeah. lol. <laughs> Definitely not an alpha. I'll dox him. It says he was in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, the answer is, yeah, go ahead and buy that place, alpha, <laughs> but um, keep it in your name. Uh, I would definitely buy the house before you have kids, for sure. Yeah, it's that's. Still I don't want to say it's more of a long term. It's expensive, but one, one of them's expensive. And having them both at the same time, that's gonna fucking suck. Definitely get the house first. Get yourself an, an area that's locked in. Get situated. Don't have a kid. And then yeah, exactly. Don't have the kid first and be like, all right, now we got to find a house. Oh shit, we don't have enough room here. Then you become desperate and uh, you make bad decisions. Or Unless instead you're tired, of. If you're 21 years old, instead of buying the house, buy a Corvette and then upgrade your girlfriend. Boom. Problem solved. This is a a great. Yeah. Yes. You are an alpha, though, because you listen to our podcasts. Thank you. Uh, This person gives his name. (laughs) He's like, hey, boys, my name's. Uh, Okay. He's out in nature. He could do one hand push ups. Uh. What was your advice? Oh my god, it's so long. What's your advice on on finding women with similar values? I've never had a girlfriend before. I'm 21 now and feel myself wanting a relationship. I'm not a virgin many times over. I thought I'd preface that. Okay. Uh, by no means am I ugly. I'm probably in the top 10%. If not on par with... Okay. You can tell he's a, an ugly virgin because... <laughs> I never introduce myself and then say, trust me, I've definitely had sex multiple times. <laughs> and by the way, I'm in the top 10% of attractive males. He's 6'2", 6'3", in good boots. I'm not an introvert. I'm quite a fun time, I'd say. I'm thinking of moving country. Moving country. Because it seems all the girls here are pretty lame. It's from New Zealand. Thinking of moving country, I've never heard it said that. Way. Man's leaving a country to find a woman because he can't. All the what? girls here are pretty lame and not that pretty. Maybe I'm not looking hard enough. But do you think I should settle? My Maybe. friends think I'm crazy with the amount of girls I turn down online and in person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Next question, right? <laughs> uh, this is his Instagram. It's fucking ego. If you want to, oh, hold on. I'm gonna look up his Instagram here. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, confirm that tell the truth. And looks. I want to see right. this. Call. Give me one second. I, I'm not going to say it on the show here because I don't well, want to yeah, give him any. Type it. Okay, yeah, here you go. Yeah, don't say this out loud. I don't want to give him any any. Uh... Alpha male three four five. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha male four twenty sixty nine. There it is. There, I've typed it in the chat. It's at that. Uh, let me pull up. 
If I click on this and this man's uglier and shit, I swear to fucking God. Uh, Maybe this, it's probably a profile trying to catfish Kyle. No, this dude's ego is through the roof. He's, he's not ugly. He's not ugly, but you're overestimating yourself, bro. You need to tone yourself down. You're, uh, your ego is definitely holding you back. You need to lower your standards if you're turning down a shit ton of bitches, dude. I don't believe that you are. I don't believe you. But thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, lo- I love that he promises, I've had a lot of sex. I'm really cool. I'm 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 a fun I'm a fun time. I'm yeah. not ugly at all. I'm fairly tall. All the women around me are, are are ugly and lame. I turn women down left and right. Bro, get your ego in check, and then you'll do better. Uh, let's see. Any more here before we wrap up? Should I accept a job offer with a company that is established and strong, uh, but established with strong fundamentals, but it, my job would be uninspiring? Or should I go with the company at their unicorn stage but are doing some groundbreaking work? I'm 27 and the salary for both companies are 250k plus, but big company has better benefits. Bro, if you're making $250,000, go with the unicorn company. Do something you're going to love and still make a good amount of money. You're doing 250k, robbing banks? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm straight to buy it like 40, 50k a year. I think you guys have an audience full of liars. Oh, I think think they're just... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't oh, decide between these two jobs and both pay a cool quarter mil a year. <laughs> it's so tough out here. Yeah, I can't decide. These two supermodels want to date me, but I can't decide which one I want. I'm thinking about just turning them both down because neither of them are hot enough for me. Jobs that pay 250k a year. A dentist, a physician. <laughs> like, what fucking jobs is this man doing? Is he in the medical field? He, she, whoever it is? I'm pretty sure he's a day laborer. Dude sounds like he works at fucking Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here, last question. What are all the hosts' current one rep maxes? What the fuck does that mean? I I, I don't know. One rep of what? (laughs) Side note, I just got a new... uh, Guys, do you even lift, bro? I was I was actually telling you about this the other day, Kyle, with the uh, the new bar I got. <laughs> I dr- did I mention this on the stream? Where was I talking about this? Probably when we were playing Dying Light. I get yeah. I, I got a new bar, uh, weight bar that I, I bought, and I'm carrying it up. I have the bar in like under my my uh, like in my armpit. I'm carrying a box of all these weights up the stairs, and the box tears, and <laughs> all this weight just falls onto my feet, bouncing down the stairs into my shins and stuff. Fucking nightmare. Yeah, that was on the. I remember that. Yeah. I don't know. That, that fucking sucked. Uh, I, I, how am I supposed to... What, one rep of what? I don't... I have no idea. What do you expect? Well, I'll follow the best? theme of your listeners, and I'll tell yeah. you right now, my bench max is 425. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got you beat there. I'm at 430. Ooh, I'm at 431. <laughs> Throwing on the old one pound weight onto it. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. What did I, I? I was I was doing 175 the other day. 
That's about it. I don't do bench press though. I don't do that. It's not, I don't, I do a lot of curls. Uh, we do a lot of like that, that sort of stuff. I do, um, we do squats. A lot of it's not like overly intensive. It's just about slightly building muscle and, and uh, getting more toned. Not about putting on a bunch of weight. I'm not trying to get ripped. I, I played mini golf today. Nice. Nice. What were you saying, Kyle? I carry all the weight of getting all these bitches that you don't get. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle actually turns down between 45 and 50 women a day. They right. just show up at his house in line. There's just lines of them in the... He's like, sorry, I got, I, I don't have time for all of you. And he's in the top five percent of attractive men. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, yeah, he's a really cool guy. All the women say so. Oh man, I don't know, but yeah, those are those are the questions. Uh, well, these times will be actual questions. I feel like some of them were, were actual, like uh, the guy with the girlfriend when he wants to move or not. Some of them are, are more reasonable. I'll put it that way. Some of them are, are nonsense. Uh, last but not least, people were asking me. Uh, I, I mentioned on stream the other day how I watched uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. My girlfriend wanted to, to see it because it has all the old Spider-Man in it. And it was a Marvel movie. That's all I'll say. It was exactly the same as all the Marvel movies. Tobey Maguire carries the movie, though. Uh, he's the most cynical old man Spider-Man, which is hilarious. Um yeah, it's basically just nothing but memes. That was my take on it. Just them rehashing old Spider-Man memes. I liked it. I saw it with my kids. I thought it was great. I didn't, I'm not saying I dislike it. I'm not a huge superhero fan in general. So it, it's a hard sell for me to begin with. Uh, I liked Tobey Maguire in it. I thought he was funny. Uh, it, was a, it was a decent movie. It wasn't, like I said, it, but that's a that's a high praise for me and, and superhero movies. Saying it was, it was a decent movie. It's worth watching. Uh, I like I like Tobey Maguire. Uh, there's a scene where uh, he's injured, right? And uh, it's him laying on the on the ground, and he's like, "No, I'm fine, I'm fine." And then like something happens, and he's like, "Is that happening or am I dying?" Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. He's, his, he had a lot of one-liners. He's entertaining. He's very nonchalant about like talking about uh, friends and family that have passed away, which I thought was kind of entertaining. But yeah. did you see the new Batman? No, no, I haven't seen that. I actually will watch that. I'm gonna. We're waiting for it to come out on uh, HBO Max, which is like April 16th, maybe. Why won't you go see it in the theater? We don't have any good theaters here. <laughs> what do you mean you don't have any good theaters? They're they're literally like the seats suck. Like they they have holes in them and shit. Like it's just disgusting. I, I don't feel like going to one of those theaters. I'd rather watch it from home. We have one theater within an hour and a half of us. And it's it's terrible. Where are you located? In the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. <laughs> wow. Kyle, how far away is the nearest theater to you, Kyle? Like big, like name theater or just a theater? Any theater at all. Uh, 45 minutes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And big theater, like an AMC, about an hour and a half. Ooh, yeah, same. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I could see why you're not going to be going to the theater now. Yeah, then... The nearest theater we have, like I said, is crappy. We, there's an AMC theater in like a larger town a little ways away, but it's yeah, it's not worth the drive all the way up there because Batman's what? It's a little over two hours. I think it's like two and a half hours long. Almost three hours. I think it's Almost like two hours. two hours, 50 minutes or something. It was okay, really long. So three, it's, that's like a six hour round trip experience. Probably six and a half hours. <laughs> 
So it's like I don't want to waste like a huge chunk, like most of my day, going to going to the movie. Yeah, the yeah. theater is probably four miles from my house. Ah, so yeah, it's a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We're gonna see it though. We're gonna watch it when it when it's available. But I don't know. Is there anything else either of you wanted to add before we wrap up here? Obviously, we'll let Darren plug all of his stuff before we wrap. I don't know if there's any other topics you wanted to cover before we did anything. The Oscars are on. Ooh. A bunch of peop- rich people patting themselves on the back. Nice. Pretty much. Yeah, I'd, I don't give a shit about it either. I just thought it's interesting. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i so out of loop in like media in general. I'm just, I don't have time. It's unfortunate. The Oscars. Not, not. I have no information. I don't know what movies and stuff are nominated. I have no idea what's come out recently. That's how out of touch I am with it. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> Good topic. The Oscars. It's a thing that's happening as we record this. Awesome. Dude, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's been a blast. I appreciate you just shit-talking our listeners and their questions. Uh, but before we wrap, why don't you tell people where they can go to check out all of your stuff. The Cooper Vortex. All about D.B. Cooper. Been doing it for like four years. You can find it anywhere you get your podcasts. It's an amazing, amazing show. In my humble and unbiased opinion, it's the greatest podcast of all time. Uh, I'm also doing another show, The Book of Darren. Awesome show. No crazy niche. So, uh, yeah, go check them out. And, guys, thanks for having me on. It was a good time. I appreciate it, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I have some some issues with you saying you have the, the best podcast, but you know it's whatever. I, I think it's, it's it's fair to say comparison to to the, the one you're currently on. Well, I said uh, in my unbiased opinion. That's it's true. That's true. I am biased, and it's it's probably still accurate. <laughs> uh, no, awesome. I, I really appreciate you coming on, man. It's a ton of fun. I like chatting it up. Hell yeah! Time. Anytime. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. And links will be in the description as well. So you guys can click on through. Go check it out. Always happy to have have all sorts of guests on. Really had a good time, Darren. Thank you for stopping by. Appreciate it. Thank you, Kyle, for 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 being here. We've had a uh, ups and downs the last couple of weeks with the time frame of uh, some of the guests, but we got it to work out. Happy uh, happy can make it back. Thank you everyone for listening. It's been episode 116 of Digest Productions podcast. Go to deadjesterproductions.live. It's got links to all of our stuff on there. And uh, yeah, check out uh, check out our YouTube and our Twitch channel. They, uh, we've been streaming quite a bit on there. And uh, check out next week's episode as well of the podcast. Thank you everyone for, for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.